Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. My name is Joel. This week was Wrist Cutters, a love story from 2007, directed by Goran. Wait, what? Dukic? Uh, Dukic. Sorry. I thought it said Dukey. <laughs> Written by Goran Dukey and based on Edgar Carrot's short story, starring Patrick Fugit, Shannon Sossaman, Shea Wiggum, and Tom Waits. Sarah? The, the Tom Waits? Yes. Yeah. Master Thespian Tom Waits. Man, that voice. It's cool. <laughs> that voice. You know, yeah, Tom Wayne, yeah, this voice. Yeah, I, I dig it. Aaron. I dig it, Joe. Did I, uh. Did you guys see, uh. A dog? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think he's awesome. When you walk through the garden. Okay, anyways. Uh, That's part of Mystery Men. That's part. <laughs> the, what? This is Mystery Men. I no, thought. I think that, um. Okay, you're right. Probably Paul Rubens is the best part. No, he is not. You're right. You're right. He is not. Probably the best part. No, I'm thinking of the guy who plays the Sphinx. Uh, Wes Studi. Oh. Anyways, uh, Sarah, why'd you pick (laughs) (laughs) Wrist Cutters? I picked this movie because I love it, and I've watched it several times. And... uh, I think it's really cool. If you haven't seen it, I really do recommend it. It's got a really gross name. <laughs> oh, wrist no, it's- cutters. It's like violent imagery. Like I I wasn't going to watch this movie initially because I don't like violence, but it's pretty cool and like fantasy, like it's otherworldly. It's got this funky, quirky indie lo-fi thing that I really dig and the actors oh my gosh do you want me to say what it's about yeah just a little synopsis before we go into you said this is beyond 10 years right well yes okay it is 2017 so we're gonna so technically we're going to spoil this movie but I should say I should say before you go, you you brought up that uh, the name is very off-putting, and I think that mm-hmm. Aaron, yeah, I'm not very comfortable with the the title, and it was actually kind of a um, part of the reason why I never pursued this movie until until tonight, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I have to say, I uh, it was, uh, I, yeah, I think it's a deterrent, really. I think it it almost should have been called something else. I get it; it's cool, but like at the same time, I think. For what it is, it's weird to have it associated with that title. And I, if you if you haven't seen it, we're gonna say at a certain point we're gonna spoil it. But yeah, but otherwise we're gonna talk about it. And I think it was really cool. It's a movie about this guy who was really depressed about a heartbreak he went through. Um, someone he really loved left him and he was really upset about it and he, he cut his wrists and basically he's living in this like purgatory society. Like afterwards, you don't really know. It could be limbo. They don't really say exactly what it is, but it's like a kind of afterlife for them, but everything in it is like crappier than here. And I kind of love that about it (laughs) yeah yeah just a little bit crap here yeah it's like everything is they don't 
do anything too heavy-handed to prove that it's someplace different than this, but they have a few cool things that really make it just fun, I think. And along the way, he meets a friend and uh, two friends, and they sort of end up on this road trip journey looking for answers, basically. Mm -hmm. So I'll just leave it at that for now. And Tom Waits is a cool guy who comes in at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He's not a cool guy. He's a Dorcas. <laughs> that, that, that's absent, what makes him cool, Joel. He's the absent-minded professor, like a mystery man. <laughs> <laughs> like a Dracula. Like a Dracula. Absent-minded, uh, <laughs> whatever. What's, what's the name of that character? I don't remember. Oh, don't man. remember. I feel bad. I guess I gotta go start my Mystery Men podcast so I Not can- Not Mystery Men. <laughs> I'm a Dracula. <laughs> oh, oh. When I start my, my Dracula podcast, yes, then. Yes, okay. Yeah. One minute yeah. at a time. Yeah. I have to say, though, this movie made me immediately want to go on a road trip. Yeah! Uh, that was that was one of the immediate reactions after seeing this movie. It reminded me of being 23, 22, and going on a crazy road trip with my friend Pat and my friend Samara, and we- we drove off for stupid reasons. I wanted to go see this girl in uh, uh, Utah, I think. Uh-huh. And so so we took a road trip, and it was fun and crazy. I probably would never do it again. That's I felt so stupid. Cool. I felt so stupid while we were doing it. No, but, but road but trips are cool. But the, yeah. the, the, the journey was, was awesome. Yeah. And things yeah. happen that you wouldn't expect, and yeah. it's kind of um, an adventure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You drive through a city called Gorda, and it changes your life. <laughs> yeah, everywhere they're going is desert. No. Like, I think that was on purpose. Like, the, the boring landscape and everything like that. It's, it's once again, that's, I mean, there's all kinds of little touches in the movie to indicate that, that things are just off. You know, when they look in the mirrors, you don't see a straight image. It's It's distorted every time, and um, those are more, more more Pacific things, please. Pacific Rim. Tell me some more Pacific, <laughs> more specific. <items. laughs> I don't know. And he's just working. You know, when after the the beginning of the movie can be so off putting because it is it's set here, and we basically see our main character, whose name is. Zia, played by Patrick Fugit, get ready to kill himself, you know? And then the aftermath immediately starts into, like, voiceover because we we don't see him suffer or anything like that. He's just he's just dead. And then he's working a dead-end job, living in an upstairs apartment with a roommate who can't tolerate him. And I don't blame his roommate because he's, you know, <laughs> he's not being a very good roommate, Zia, you know? He want, all he wants you to do is not eat his cottage cheese and sit down when you pee. Come on. Aaron? Yeah. No, I mean, come on. Uh, you're not asking much. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating your roommate's cottage cheese is uh, is pretty... Uh, Why does he need him to sit down when he pees? Yeah, that, that, well, I'm Sorry, assuming... I didn't mean to piss all over the seat. I'm assuming he peed all over the toilet yeah. and oh. didn't clean it up. You know, men, they, they just piss all over the place. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's it's actually something yeah. I want. One one time I asked my roommate. Uh, I was like, "So, so is the ladies' restroom is it is it cleaner than the guys' restroom?" And, she was and, just disgusting. And 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 she laughed because she, she she did some janitorial stuff. And and she was like, "Yeah, the ladies' restrooms are usually pr- pretty clean." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. Okay. On the on the subject of bathrooms in in MythBusters, they did a thing. Re, re, where, where, where they, they went statistically to restrooms to, to find which stall would be the cleanest, at least in the men's restroom. Mm-hmm. And and they said that the one closest to the sinks is supposed to be the one that is actually cleaner than the, than the farthest one because people t- typically go all the way to the end or whatever to, to use them. Uh, I, I don't yeah, I, I don't agree with their so statistics. First stall, yeah, it's usually cleanest. Okay, it's not true. <laughs> At least in some I mean, places, <laughs> I do a lot of traveling for my work, and mm-hmm. most of the you know I, I'm in department stores essentially, 
And most of the time, the the way the bathrooms are laid out, it's like a row of stalls with row of sinks in front. So it yeah. doesn't really work. But, you know, if it is the first one closest to the door, I just don't understand as an adult. Right. And this has nothing to do with the movie. We're just talking about men who, who pee standing up <laughs> and don't clean up after themselves. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, okay, so if you if you miss the toilet completely, maybe maybe you're five. You got an excuse. You've peed on the floor. I can understand why you're not down there mopping. The floor is disgusting on a public bathroom. But if you are a grown-ass adult... <laughs> Wow. And you pee on the seat. Take your time to wipe that <laughs> piss off so the next person doesn't have to stick their hands <laughs> in your <laughs> piss, you <laughs> child. Okay, anyways. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. Wow. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not from, I'm not from Albania or wherever that the, the roommate was from, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. In my purgatory, there's piss on the seat every time, <laughs> no matter what I do. Oh, no. Well, I am a lady, oh, and I go tell. to the ladies' room. Oh, and, and, and sometimes they pee on the seat. Very often, people do what they call hovering Hover. instead mm-hmm. of sitting on the oh, toilet. Right, because they don't want those germs on their butts. Right. <laughs> um or, you know, there's those automatic flush things that happen when right. you get up. Oh, right. It gets water just on the So, almost every time I go into the bathroom, I kind of look at a public restroom. I kind of look at the seat. Oh, yeah. What? And Don't there's... Don't you sit down? <laughs> no. I mean, like, from the side so that you can see a reflection if there's liquid yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, you know how kind of, like, how you can see something flat? Yeah. And then if you tilt it, you can see there's water on Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait. So women's restrooms have reflective seats? That's crazy. Anyway, I clean pretty much every toilet seat before I sit down on yeah. it. Smart move. Every I, single one. Uh, yeah, I do too because everyone's pissing all over. Because <laughs> the one time I don't, I'll sit down and there'll be liquid on me and I'll right. be like, what the hell? Yeah. And that is not a good feeling. It is n- never. <laughs> It's never a good feeling. Anyway, kind of a tangent, but yeah, I feel you on that. Yes. Sorry. Uh, so, so Turbo Kid was about... <laughs> no. Wait a minute. No. no Risk no. cutters. Risk cutters. Yeah. This, I mean, this like movie... <sighs> so really, good. The, I really don't... I feel like the subtitle of the... Or the... Yeah, the extra part of the... The movie Risk Cutters Colon A Love Story was tacked on because they were like, people don't want to see a movie called Risk Cutters. <laughs> like, what other titles could they go in? Like, Suicide People, no. Uh, Purgatory, no. Uh, <laughs> dead, but not quite, no. <laughs> I don't know. Could have called it um, Zia. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Zia's Adventures in No Life Land. <laughs> Zia's Quest. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's kind of a no. I, I mean, it's it's an honest portrayal of the movie, though. Yeah, and I think that's that's now after seeing it, mm. like I understand why it's called that. Yeah. yeah, like images images in my head before seeing it, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie where people just <laughs> like cut their wrists all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like why? people are committing well, suicide. Like, like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know because like because um, Campo said. Uh, Campo says this movie was so amazing, and like I feel so bad because like I, I always I I've denied her multiple times to watch this movie because I, I I was like you know I'm just not very comfortable with the title, and I was just like there's no way I want to watch that, and so again I'm just really thankful that I finally got to see it, and then I could I could just record this and let her know you were right, like, yeah. Campo you were right this was amazing <laughs> this movie was just it blew me away yeah like, okay. I it blew me away. It. The, yeah. the, the music, the pacing, the um, how crappy Purgatory is, yeah. like, <laughs> like, yeah, how relatable it is. Even so, like, yeah, because you feel like the motions that they're going through. Sometimes that's just how life feels. Like, but they don't have up. I mean, they do have ups. That's the funny thing. They have ups and they have downs, even though they're in Purgatory. But they can't react to them. It's like 
there's a lot, I think, of bigger ideas you can read into it. But I think just on the surface level of it being, like, a quirky, like, romance where there's, you know, funny stuff happening, mishaps and, like, a road trip and stuff like that, it's super entertaining and funny. There's a lot of moments that just, like, get you out of nowhere and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but. Oh, man. <laughs> Those moments. <clears throat> like, when you, you drop the pizza. Yeah. I feel like we all cringed when he dropped oh, that man. pizza. We were just like, oh, been there. That's Yeah, exactly. We've been all there. freaking done that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just made myself this sandwich, and oh, my God, it just fell on the floor. <laughs> my favorite part is just that moment where he's just like, uh, I'm sure it's okay. And he just puts <laughs> it back on the plate. <laughs> we're, in pur- we're in purgatory. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, Patrick Fugit's really cool in this, and then I think the the guy who plays Eugene, who's uh, Shea Wiggum, not related to the Simpsons character, he he's he does a really good job. He's not actually. I don't know if you know this. He's not actually uh, Russian, like he was pretending to. Be. I figured it was an act. No, I just, I know that you you were like no, I... Russian number one <laughs> super fan. No. <laughs> He plays a guy who's supposed to be a singer in a band, and they use the music of Gogo Bordello. And this guy, this actor I've heard, was kind of supposed to be play. He was supposed to be acting like the singer of Gogo Bordello. Yeah. What is Gogo Bordello, guys? It's a punk band. They're a gypsy punk band. Mm-hmm. Why do they do? They do some pretty awesome music that you heard in the movie. Oh. They're also in a movie called Everything's Illuminated, mm. which was a pretty good movie. Yes. Yeah. Sarah saw them live at the Ventura Theater. Me too. So did Aaron. We were both, we were there. both so there. there. We were both there. But not Jose. He sucks. <laughs> Harsh. I like no, Jose was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. I went. Um, he still sucks, but. Oh, man. I think I went to that show with Jose and Rigo, and I didn't see Aaron, but I knew he was there peripherally yeah. Yeah. in the crowd. Oh, uh, you could hear him? Well, you know, they did it. No, I didn't hear No, him. I didn't hear Sarah. He was like, woohoo! Just like a Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your friends. Some of my friends are really into that band. This is like, I could talk about this movie forever. Well, yeah, well, we should. I think I'm going to curb that story. Okay. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, we're laying out. It's your pick. Okay. Um, yeah, Gogo Bordello is awesome. What else is awesome in this movie? The costumes. Yes. Pretty awesome. They are. Um, the, yeah, music on the whole. I thought they were, all the costumes were purposely purposely drab. I like that though. They had like holes, like everything. There's nothing new in this in Purgatory. I thought that was pretty cool, Joel. You shut up. Yes, no, I'm not going to shut up, Joel. <laughs> you know what I liked about their costumes? Mm. They weren't all wearing like. Those stupid things that they wear in, like, future movies where they're, <laughs> like, sweaters with, like, just a giant hole in the front of it. Like, a, like they know how to knit, but they don't know how to, like, finish a knit item. <laughs> well, the future <laughs> knitting technology has fallen. <laughs> Everything that was knitted was put into one barn. Yes. And that got hit by an asteroid. <laughs> and what was left over were these partial sweaters that everyone wears. The world was finally united <laughs> under knitting, and they all met together in one amphitheater, <laughs> which promptly blew up, unfortunately, when somebody tried to knit together nitroglycerin. Cables. I liked how crappy the police officers' uniforms were in this <laughs> yes. movie. That was so amazing. I thought that, I mean, uh, the the first one that pulls them over, <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to look for the people who are in charge, which is which is what uh, McCall, McCall's character, uh, Shannon Sossman, is doing. She's She thinks she's there by mistake. And they're, like, talking to a police officer, and he's just, he's wearing, like, a bike helmet. and <laughs> He's got but it was like backwards. He had like right. a bike helmet on, but it was like purposely backwards yeah. or something. Like a toy like, badge, and he's like, 
I think what you might be doing is legal. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see some ID. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. You don't seem like a real cop. <laughs> I'm like, there's IDs? That's what I was thinking. Do no. people have IDs here? Probably not. <laughs> the concept of authority is actually really interesting in this movie, though, or I felt, because mm-hmm. how the narrative of this movie works up until that, up until you meet McCall, is you're only seeing it through Zia's pr- pr- perspective, mm-hmm. which is, you know, he's working at Kamikaze Pizza, mm-hmm. and he's kind of uh, sad that, you know, with what he did, you know? Mm-hmm. And so up until that point, you really don't get the, a, a, a structure of mm-hmm. the world other than like he goes to a bar you know t- tries to talk to some ladies you know meets, meets, meets Eugene yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so you don't, you're not really seeing more than what just his perspective so once you meet McCall who has this perspective that she wants to know more you know mm-hmm. what, she feels that she's uh, un, un, unjustly. Un, unjustly you know put into this world and uh, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a really cool like opens you as a viewer's concept of what's going on yeah. And it was a really kind of cool moment uh, while I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, yeah. And I could tell. And what was really cool was is I think it, it opened up uh, Zia's, Zia's character's perspective on what was going on, too. And I, think, I thought that was a really powerful moment. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And I think it was well acted. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, like, subtle, but, like, it feels real. It feels like they are really in character and experiencing the things that are happening in this world. And... I would agree with that. There's so much depth in the movie that, I mean, to, like, take out and to, like, kind of pick apart and stuff like that. But it's, like, a super fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, in the you know, we're talking about how the – or I, I keep bringing up how Risk Cutters is, is the, you know, off-putting title. And the beginning part is a suicide. We actually see – like what 10 different suicides in the movie because <laughs> yes. it keeps coming up like people are like talking well, about how, did how you it do happened it? Or, yeah you know what happened to you and so we'll see these momentary flashbacks to the the last moments of these people's lives or right after they've expired and it like it's not off-putting or anything like that it's it's almost sometimes it's comical sometimes it's just kind of like Oh, so that's, yeah, that's what's going on. You just get this kind of glimpse into what sent these people there. Uh, Eugene's got the the super unique situation where his entire family is with him, which I like. Yeah, and another thing you find out kind of shortly into it is that the girlfriend who broke his heart is there too. She, She committed suicide not long after he did, and that's what kind of sets him outside of his little tiny world that he's been living in and him and his friend get in the car and start going somewhere and then they encounter her and yeah i think that the you know i could have done without some of the death scenes but it doesn't it doesn't hurt the movie really in my opinion it doesn't make it bad i don't think it makes it bad either yeah i like these little peaks and into the what was before. Yeah. And I think of suicide as being an incredibly serious subject matter. I just want to say that. Right. Like, in the beginning, like, it's a personal issue for me. And I find it very upsetting. But this movie is a lighthearted movie. And I would say that it kind of looks at life in a different way, not not death. So I would say that even though I'm a person who takes that subject really seriously, and if you ever feel that you're in a situation like that, you definitely need to call someone and get help, like, right away, immediately. Yes. Yeah. Suicide Prevention Hotline is available all the time. Yep. And those people are there to listen to you if you are feeling that way. Like, reach out. You know, if your family's not available, your friends are not available, there are always people available that are are ready to listen to you absolutely yeah i i think um you know i've known a lot of friends who are very depressed suicidal um and i think everyone has people that love them whether or not they can see that um anyway not to get all into a big topic i just wanted to say that too because i do understand that it is an issue that they deal with in this movie right we don't yeah i mean we definitely don't want to come off i'm not making light of suicide yeah yeah 
but the movie is charming <laughs> despite that and uh, you know like they they use it well that's what i find so interesting about this movie right. is, is i thought i was going to be like shock appalled upset depressed, yeah. depressed but i feel that that it tackles all these things in such a whimsical matter that it's yeah. just it's amazing yeah. <laughs> like and, and i'm just so impressed not tim burton was a whimsical like, no more, no but like I, yeah. I just didn't i didn't expect i didn't yeah. expect not, not even wes anderson whimsical it's it's like on a, its own cool vibe which is it was super enjoyable you know every time i find out about these movies that these musicians were part of like it, i get really excited because it's like repo man Oh, and yeah. like this one, and there, there's other movies like this too, where mm-hmm. you can tell some musicians and some cool people got together and they were like, let's do this. Like, let's do this for real. And, um, it turns into something incredible. And I think of Hedwig and the Angry Inch movie kind of like that too. Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. A yeah. little movie called Lady Hawk. <laughs> Alan oh, nice. <laughs> Alan, his projects, man. Yep. Yeah. It's projecting onto that movie. <laughs> Alan Parsons <laughs> projects, dudes. He actually wrote that music and then they made a movie about it. Have you heard his I Am Robot? Like, seriously. No, <laughs> man. I could go on. We'll put it in the show notes. I'm seriously <laughs> obsessed with this kind of thing. I can't believe not more of them are coming to mind immediately. But, um, yeah. The idea of artists getting together and yeah. just collabing like that and then yeah. turning into something so incredible. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I so feel, yeah, I I mean, do you do you feel like something like uh, the way Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack for Dune, or because I, I they probably didn't have direct influence on there, but the the soundtrack of Dune in particular makes it a special. Movie. Oh yeah. Or like um, Goblin for uh, Suspiria, which is <gasps> such a good soundtrack. I see. Yeah, that's Holy that, crap. like the musical Holy influence crap. once again makes it to that. Like uh, this, David this is Bowie almost, labyrinth. Yeah, like this, I mean, see, that's that that feels almost like more like this one because it was like we we're gonna base a character on the, get, one yeah. of the main people in Gogo Bordello. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna cast the guy, but this guy is basically your stand-in. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because like if you see him and everything's illuminated, like he actually is in that movie. And he and and he just looks pretty like much that. just like yeah he looks just like him almost except I'd have to say that he himself is a little more energetic yeah like he, the, other, the dude the dude who's portraying him in this movie is very well, just kind of they're in purgatory yeah. yeah he's kind of a tall lanky dude and he's kind of I, I liked yeah. him I yeah. thought he was cool he was energetic when he slapped his little brother when he's trying to commit suicide with that jumping rope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of funny moments that just, like, crept up on me. Yeah. So, um, the only thing I was going to say before we start going into, like, notes, if you want to. What? Was just, like, some other movies that it kind of reminds me of. Yeah. That I like. Um, Okay. There's this, like, there's this recurring thing that I kind of see in movies that I like where... They are dealing with a concept that's bigger, either like fantasy or like it's bigger thinking, but it's also like a love story too. And A Life Less Ordinary is one of them. Mm -hmm. And Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Mm -hmm. And I Heart Huckabees, which is not fantasy, but I feel like it does kind of deal with some existential stuff. Yes, it does. I like that one. Yeah. And uh, Donnie Darko. And Groundhog Day. I thought of uh, defending your life. I, I oh yeah, that yeah, before, yeah. But that's very much like that's funny. Yeah, holy crap! Totally. Defending your life is totally like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's even kind of similar at the end when they're going. Up on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in years. Make but totally. The list. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. I, okay, um, if we are going to go into the notes, let me just let me just uh, confess here that uh, Tom Waits. Makes any movie better. Seven Psychopaths, Dracula, like Mystery we've already said, Mystery Men. Most definitely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some more. Like, I, like I'll be like, hey, is that Tom Waits? Like, <laughs> I really do get excited I when I see it. him. Yeah. yeah. I'm, totally. glad, I'm glad you feel. The Dark Knight. Oh, wait. You see the truth. <laughs> 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 oh, oh boy, I, I've seen him in so many things. I just gotta, I gotta look this up. I can't. 
not mention some more because what and, was what uh, was the taxi Renfield, movie? That, by the way, Dracula Renfield. What was the taxi movie where they used his music in the, the one taxi about movie. The, all the taxis that they're around the different parts of the world? Oh, oh that's a. Uh, yeah, day and night. Day and night. Yeah, that was really awesome. Wait, wasn't it something on Earth? Oh, uh, night, night on Earth. Earth. Night, night on Earth. Earth. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate Jim, Jim you guys showing me that movie. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you've seen cool. it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it. I just it? put it on for you guys, and then I think I was doing something else. Oh, that's really funny. I don't remember what. you Oh, were I'm doing. sorry, Joel. That makes uh, me sad now. No, you should okay. watch it. Yeah. You. you it feels weird saying you should watch it, seeing as you turned it on <laughs> yeah. for me. But thank you, Joel. Please oh, watch yeah. it. <laughs> He's like one of the main characters, Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, and Shortcuts. Oh. What What are my notes? I know you're looking something up, but I'm sorry. But no, it's cool. I just, Stop I, interrupting me. No, just I, I just wanted to mention that I was pretty excited that part of this movie was filmed in uh, Peru. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, Peru! I'm sorry to derail you, Joel. Sorry. If you look on IMDb, it doesn't say Pyru. It just says Los Angeles, California. Um, but, I mean, like... That was Pyru. Sarah and I went to Pyru Elementary when we were growing up. And so there's only one road out of Pyru towards Fillmore, basically. In case you guys wondered how street we were, <laughs> we oh, went we to Pyru. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Essay. <laughs> don't got no goddamn Vons there. Huh? You gotta go to that Canisaria. Yeah. Which is probably closed down now. Anyway. My grandmother lived there. But yeah, yeah. so the bus takes the same route in on the same route out. You take the 126 out and you go on that. And on the main road from the 126 coming back from elementary toward back going back towards Fillmore, I always pass this like I mean, I thought it was a saloon when I was a kid. It looked like a place where you'd hit your horse. Yeah, exactly. Like in the olden days. Yeah, just like a, it seriously looked like totally. a weird place to stop with your horse like from back in the day. Strangely flat. Like, yeah, and, and flat lengthy. face. And if they if they did actually film on the inside of this part inside the movie, then that explains why it's flat because it's just like a long bar on the inside, you know, a diner type thing. But it's like I. I mean, we wouldn't have ever gone in there because we were children. It's kind of weird because when you think about stuff like where you used to take the bus by as a kid, like, I always wonder, like, if I'd had, like, if I'd been in a car and if I'd asked my parents, like, hey, can we pull over there and can I check that out? Like, what wonders I would have seen, like. <laughs> miracle of miracles. I thought, I thought the same way. Yeah. I thought the same way. What's inside of this whole other world out there? Your imagination is much greater. <laughs> I was the uh, last stop on the bus to Guyberson Road in Bardsdale. Oh, yeah. Uh, so oh, man. we would have to go out to Lemon Way and then turn back around and go travel all the way up Guyberson Road to get to my house. Oh, I was the last kid on the bus, so I would always stare out the windows wondering what was, you know, yeah. you know, making up stories of, you know, what every tree was and, you know, nonsense. I probably went a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would have too. I would have been like, oh my gosh. When you're riding In the, the bus, middle of the orchards. You gotta do something with your brain. I used to smuggle toys in, because I know you weren't really allowed to bring toys to school or whatever. Right. So I would smuggle them in my backpack so that I could play one time I was on the bus sitting next to my friend and I was like hearing music in my head and he was like why are you humming I was like I didn't realize I was humming oh, when I was a kid and I was like I'm not humming I hear the music in my head and I started shaking my head back and forth see <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I don't have very many child memories for some reason I remember that <laughs> I also remember getting kicked off the bus for making fart sounds. Oh, oh my gosh! Dude. That Joel, what a rebel. What a rebel. I didn't know she could see me. I was trying to hide. Oh my god, we had a psychotic bus driver. Yeah, she lived on my street. Oh my god, that lady. Mm -hmm. I got her in Do you remember trouble. Her name? I mean, I don't want to go there. I don't oh, want to go there. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's controversy. Fine. That's fine. Because... She pushed a girl off the bus one oh, day. Oh, that's not cool. At San Cayetano. That's not and cool. And I was like, uh... And she told us she was going to crash the bus one day. Yeah. She was, like, yelling at us that if we didn't calm down, she was going to crash the bus. And, of course, you know, I was sitting there being, like, 100% silent because right. that's who right. I was Everybody as a kid. Was <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, don't kill me. 
I'm going to hell and I'm taking you all with me. I, I, I have to think there's there's got to be better disciplinary uh, uh, methods than telling telling a bunch of poor kids that they're going to crash the bus. <laughs> there's got to be a better way. No, I don't this think so. This is like Chris Farley bus driver <laughs> <Yeah>. level. <laughs> Sandwich. My, Chris was the name of my bus driver. We actually became pretty good friends because I was the last kid. Yeah, obviously. So we got a lot of, you know, loan time. But, uh, there were a couple times where we had to, she had to stop the bus and yell at some kids. Mm. But, I mean, she would stop the bus. I don't know. It sounds like your bus driver would just keep driving and Apparently scream. she kicked kids off for making fart sounds, <laughs> Oh, no, no, not like off the, like, I didn't get kicked off, like, midway or anything. <laughs> I just wasn't allowed to ride the bus for, like, a week or two or I something was like picturing that. you, like, being the, on the, the side uh, of the road. Of the, <laughs> the orchards. <laughs> 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 Hitchhiking. <laughs> Just like San- Shannon Sossaman in this movie. Oh He's hitchhiking. Yeah, tie yeah. back in. McCall. 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 You can cut all that out if you want to. No, no, care. no. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, like, he, she find, he finds out that his ex, his girlfriend, who, the reason why he killed himself is because she broke up with him is what I'm getting. And she find, he finds this out from uh, Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. He just randomly runs into at the store. And Jake Busey has this big scar. Yeah, wicked looking scar on his face. face. And I'm like, well, you only get to where you are by committing suicide. What the hell did he do? It, he could have been an automobile suicide or something. That's what yeah. I was, that was my presumption. Uh, I was thinking that he was juggling a chainsaw or something. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I mean, that, said, that seems like a Jake Busey kind of way to go. He said something like, it hit me like, like, you know, a mallet hits you in the head, and I oh. thought maybe that was how he did it. Maybe he hit himself in the head, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It was a shitty. But yeah, he had a gnarly scar. Mm-hmm. His face is already gnarly looking. As we'll get to when we do that Michael J. Fox movie, The Frighteners. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like that one. Peter Jackson. Um, Peter Jackson. Right. Directed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about it. Yes. Fourth favorite Peter Jackson movie after the Lord of the Rings, guys. <sighs> Dead Alive? What? What? No. <laughs> I don't like that movie. It's a gross. It's a gross movie. Oh, good good zombie movie recommendation that I saw recently was uh, R- um, Train to, B- to Busan. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that it's really good. It's really good. Korean, just saw, just saw right? that recently. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So yeah, I mean, then then we're on a road trip. Like Eugene picks up uh, Kyle and uh, the, uh, Patrick or Patrick. Uh, what is Zai Zal? Zia. 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 That's not a name. Is I mean, they're already on the road trip because he once he finds out that his uh, ex girlfriend has killed herself, then he's like, I know she's around, but she's not around here, so we got to go. And. It's just, I mean, it's just entertaining. Like his his uh, headlamp that can't be his headlight lamp that can't be fixed ever on his car. That's another purgatory touch. Yeah, I feel like everything that they have there, there's either something that's slightly broken about it, or it's slightly crappy in some way. Yeah. Do they actually say why can't we smile or anything like that in the movie? I don't think so. Oh, I wait. Think, I don't think that's ever been... It was ever no. a uh, uh, concept that at least I heard. Yeah. Um, but you got that they couldn't, right? No. That didn't even... I think they, I thought they were all bummed because they killed themselves in, in some way or their fashion. So they were just they stuck fired. in this constant state of, you know, bummer. Yeah. Bummer-tude. That's not a word, but... I remember thinking that on a previous viewing, but for some reason I didn't think about it at all this time. I didn't hear it. I was like listening for them, but there were a couple parts where I, I'd gone into the kitchen because I'm fat, so I wasn't sure no, if no, they're uh, you're cool. All this, you know, <laughs> hey, don't throw things at me. <laughs> ah, the recording's over. <laughs> I was getting water. Fat people don't drink water. I um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's that point, that scene in the car where they're they're like trying to like make their faces smile and stuff like that. But all the rest oh, of the time, was that the implication that, during? The, mm-hmm. Wow, that that went over my head. Maybe yeah. it was I was I was tuning into all the cool and jams, that, and that's why at the very end when they smile at oh. each other. Oh, oh, 
Okay. Okay. Did you like that under the seat thing, right? I think the the dimension under the car the car thing was pretty cool. I was I was tallying it was like five times they went back to that. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that too. I like that it's like minor, like not a big difference, but it's just it's just funny. Yeah. It's like, like a, a thing. <laughs> random vortex. It's under like, your seat. It was the most it was the most Scott Pilgrim thing in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can think of. It's I mean, that's like a joke people make. Like, oh, you dropped it on the floor, you're never gonna find it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, fell no, into the vortex no, under my seat. Literally, there's a black hole down there. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. sound of that. I mean that that just sets up a bunch of great funny parts in the car. Yeah. And P- Patrick, what's his face? Fugitive. I really like him. Yeah. Um, I like him too. I really like I Almost will, Famous. Will he be my friend? And I really like him in this. And um, that's funny. I wrote down that it reminds me of road trips I used to take with my family because I used to go like cross country with my family, mm-hmm. which is hysterical because my parents always complain about how annoying me and my three sisters were on these gigantic road trips across America. And, like, our response is like, dude, we were four kids. <laughs> you guys took four kids in a car. And really, we were just entertaining ourselves. We were trying to stay amused the whole time. And anyway. It's before personal CD players and portable music. So... It's not like you'd entertain yourselves by yourselves, right? I had a cassette tape of Ace Base, The Sign, and, and we played that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow our parents are still alive today. Uh-huh. I mean, that was one of the later road trips we did as a family, but like, we started doing them when I was probably like, I don't know. Young. Now I'm imagining the scene, the scene with the uh, the song where they're singing along with it, except for it's uh, I saw the sign. <laughs> That's Ace Space, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good job. I, I was worried it was ABBA. No, I, no, that's more. Ace of Base. Swedish dance band too. Ace of Base, good. ABBA, okay. I'm cool with ABBA. Well, I'm just saying this is my opinion. This is you know me. I'm not a, a music person. Oh. You say that, but I don't. I, I disagree. I bet you like music. Red, red, white. Okay, what? Good, good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. And uh, yeah, one of my one of the things for me, I think, is because Eugene has that mustache, and my stepdad had a mustache when I was growing up. Mm. Um, he didn't wear that hat though. And he would always say this: "No, no hat." <laughs> um, he would always say, um, you know, when we were on a really long, boring desert stretch, and we'd be like, this is boring, when are we going to get there? He would say something like, look at those interesting rock formations, girls. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a line in this where the guy goes, you're missing a lot of beautiful... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Destroyed like, couch. You asleep? You asleep? You're missing out on some beautiful... <laughs> Reminded me of my stepdad. Look at that rock formation. One of them looks like this. <laughs> You're re- missing some really beautiful rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. What do you think that's all about? <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like that's like driving in that area, going to or from Needles, California, where it's it is just flat desert and oh yeah because there are parts of california desert where you're driving through and it's you know they bored through the the mountain and it's interesting it is actually interesting or like you you do see flat but in the distance you'll see them the mesas rising off or like a body of water from a reservoir or or places but in on that that particular area like i said around needles it's just you might as well be you know, like the Outback or something like that. <laughs> very true. Very true. It does seem like a different world out, out there in the middle of the California desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the beginning of hardware. There there have been times where I was driving somewhere and with a bunch of other people. 
in the desert and you just get this eerie feeling like there is nothing around. Oh, totally. Like there's some areas between here and Arizona, here in Nevada, like yeah, ju- that are just <laughs> nothing. There's nothing around. <laughs> and it is kind of a cool landscape and I, I used to not like it, but now I kind of appreciate it in a different way. It's beautiful to get away from buildings. Yeah. 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 It's nice to see things that are natural instead of, like, build. Right. Even if there's desiccated couches. Right. half-buried cars. <laughs> you think that was the same car from the first Superman movie? Where oh, totally. Lois that was Lois Lane's car. Hadn't been turned around yet? No. Nope. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Or, <laughs> no, no, it hadn't been turned around. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I guess it wouldn't have fallen into the the crack though. Well, no, or did it? That's a really good question. I gotta no, watch Superman no, it again. Fell into the thing, and then the rock slide started happening yeah. because Lex oh, it did, was like blowing up the world, right? It did fall into the crack, but Superman was able to save her in time by going back the second time. Yeah, yeah. not the first time. The no. first time he just had her corpse. No, yeah, mm-hmm. she didn't make it. And he was he was trying to do math to math. Or, no, wait, that never happened. Lots of stops <laughs> in this movie. You guys were pointing at like uh, one of one of the things I picked up this time watching was uh, Shannon Sossman's character is looking for these authority figures to complain, but she's also constantly showing her, you know, uh, biting her thumb to authority Disdain. by like writing through signs that like. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vandalism. Yeah, vandalism. What what was the the first one? Was should have wrote it down. Shoplifters will be prosecuted. She burned that sign. And she stole it. She stole it. She shoplifted it and then burned it. And then smoke. No smoking unless you want to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just one of those things. I thought that that was pretty cool. The last one said shave us Messiah. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Lord. I'm waiting for the closest shave. shave. <laughs> yeah, true. Truthfully, I kind of want to do that myself sometimes. Oh, I don't you shave. I no, I want to add things or just slightly take away things and see what I can make them look like. That's cool. It's, it's fun to do now, and I feel like it's easier. Like before, you'd like get up there and like have a marker. Now you could like print out a sticker at home and just like slap something on real quick. Yep. You know, make a hundred stickers that say "Stop." Hammer time or whatever. <laughs> Just the hammer time part. Slap them on the stop signs. Well, I and I'm not saying I think vandalism is a good idea. But Everyone should vandalize. <laughs> but there's like, there's this sign in the elevator that says firefighters information. Mm-hmm. And I want to put something over the side of it so that it says fighter's ration. Mm. <laughs> this is my fighter's ration. I think, I think I like what I, I would do is put on top for a good time, call firefighter's information. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're a natural. <laughs> I've been missing out. I could be a real Bart Simpson. <laughs> El Bardo. Oh my god, I love this sign that I saw on Pinterest once that on a no trespassing sign, they changed it to say, yes, traipsing. <laughs> yes. Finally. Traipsing. That's awesome. So notes. Do you guys have any uh, pertinent notes you want to talk about? Uh, I like that McCall always had gum. I think Tom Waits spritzing the, the turkey. Oh, man. Was uh, that's what makes know, this movie a pr- pretty amazing scene? <laughs> I, I can't tell you a word that he was saying to Zia because the whole time I was just watching him squirt water on a turkey, <laughs> live turkey. Not- it was alive too. Like, he was just he was just chilling. He was he was loving it. He was loving that spritz. Oh, see, at first, you know, like he was getting water from the thing right there, but he knew that that turkey needed a spritz. Yep. <laughs> He wanted to spray a turkey with a bottle of water. Yeah, so he got he got one of those spray bottles, like you, you know, you put your household cleaners into, and he's, he's just spritzing that turkey. <laughs> Don't it feel good? <laughs> yeah. 
But that's, I mean, that's part of uh, Tom Waits' quirky town. Like, uh, the short story that it is based on is, like, Neller's Happy Campers, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, what the area that he's in. And there's just all kinds of, like, little... Uh, like, if you were worried about this movie being quirky, this is probably the quirkiest area, but it, I, I, it's just so enjoyable I don't, and random. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's enjoyable and random and quirky the way, like, Eternal Sunshine is. Like, yeah. the, it's its own thing, definitely. It's not the same. But there's, like, a level of kind of just oddness that I think is on par with that. For being such a for being such a downer subject, like this movie is actually really uplifting. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, which, which is the difference between this and how I feel because I feel there are, there are parts in Eternal uh, Sunshine not not just in the movie, but I feel mm-hmm. there are definitely some pretty downer parts well, in that movie. That is a very depressing, sad and soulful sad. movie. And, yeah, and I feel that this movie's pretty like yeah, like I similar, but like the. The whole tone is so positive. I, I just, I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect. I, I hope. I, I'm probably like, like just repeating myself like a crazy person here. But like, it was just so yeah, exciting to yeah. see that this is like, you know, the opposite of what, what I was expecting. You yeah. Know? The movie sets you up to be sad at the very beginning, and then it just kind of like goes on to places that you're like, wait, wait, wait. Didn't this end with like? Didn't this begin with a really sad part? No, he's just living his life. And, like, I mean, people end up in these kind of happy places in the movie. And, yeah, they're, they're not showing emotion on their face, but it's, it's like they're finding things to fulfill themselves. And it's, it's really cool. Sometimes you fall asleep with someone and you wake up on the beach and it's covered with condoms and needles. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. Except Tom Waits is like, what the hell are you guys doing? This is disgusting. Why would you why would you fall asleep here? <laughs> oh my god. That is so great. That scene is so great. I know. Yeah. I love that. Big heart. <laughs> it's I bet that's just just one of many, like, wow. I can't believe it did that. It's so yeah, my, my note was romantic beach turns into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Beaches are these sources of anxiety <laughs> in the movies we watch. Gattaca. Oh, are yeah. Are ever going to swim back? Oh, gosh. So true. I almost feel like, you know, all these movies that I like that I've picked, a lot of them have these, like, messages in them. And like I realize that, yeah, this has a message in it. And I'd say it's a black comedy, though, or a dark comedy. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. At, it's a dark at least. Comedy. Yeah, um, I just think that if it had been real depressing and just fixated on, you know, even if it had been like about hell or something, I don't think I would or like purgatory. that. Or actually, yeah, if it had been not funny, the concept, I wouldn't have liked it. But because, I mean, do you want to talk about what happens in the end? Because we can leave it if you don't want to. I mean, let's let's leave it ambiguous enough. Let's yeah. just say that it has a happy ending. Yeah, it does. It has. It has an opportunity for, I guess the movie, when you get into it, you feel like they've already lost all of their chances. Yeah. And then it through this journey that they're having as characters, you start to see that not everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, they still have an opportunity to make connections and to change and to become better. Which I think they've all kind of thought they were past that point. Yeah. But, which I really like. I really like that idea. Yes. I mean, it's in line with my own beliefs, too. But, I mean, obviously, I've never pictured the afterlife like this. But I um, I guess I do kind of think, like, things... I... I uh, I guess I think it's never too late. No. That's my opinion. That's probably the lesson of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The, I mean, the, the way the way it starts with, uh, with Zia working that mundane job and just going through the motions of life, even talking about, like, I thought about trying to commit suicide again, but, you know, I don't know if I want to end up in a slightly worse version of this slightly worse world mm-hmm. or something like that. And... When he meets Eugene at that bar, and Eugene's like, "Oh, my whole family's here," you know, they they like it was basically an avalanche after 
I, I he dies in a spectacular way, which we're not tell. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should tell, but it's it's that's that's kind of a crazy thing. Uh, and his like his whole family has committed suicide as well. So he they are all living together in this small apartment, and I think that kind of sets Zia off on this like oh so there are good things here like things that are worth remembering. And being. You can. Yeah, you can connect with someone you care about. I mean, that's big. Like, he has his family there, and then he finds out his girlfriend is there, and he thinks, oh, this is, you know... It's destiny. Yeah, he thinks it's destiny. And, yeah. Mr. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any interesting notes? Uh, Let's see here. I wrote a quote from McCall's character. Uh, when are you going to stop being obsessed with these silly little miracles? Oh, yeah. In relation to, like, all the <laughs> zany things that occur in their yeah. universe. I mean, it's cool. It's so awesome. Like, and it's so just like, what? Like, okay, cool. And you just go with it, you know? Yeah. And I think totally. that's, that's so much charm in this movie. It comes from these just kind of, like, moments where you're like, well, it's the afterlife, I'm sure, you know? This isn't <laughs> yeah. the weirdest thing that's happened. <laughs> yeah, but it's like so small too. Yeah. It's not like people are, you know, walking on water all the time and stuff like that. It's just like this weird little thing and then Yeah. Well, that moment, I mean, is she upset because he is fixating on something other than what he had been obsessed with? Is he not fixating on her the way that she wants because she's obviously I mean, they they've both got these this connection they've got connections together zia and mccall i feel that they were stuck in another loop so like when they were in the car they were progressing forward but as soon as they met tom Waits' character it became uh, it became very clear that eugene's character was obsessed with uh with um nanook nanook Nanook, and it was beginning to make a relationship with them and and her uh, mccall and zia were then stuck kind of in that sort of a group not progressing they weren't progressing forward to try to and meet both of their goals they were just kind of enjoying eugene's uh sudden you know prosperous new relationship and so i think that was her just kind of lashing out lashing out at it the whole time she's there she's like let's go i i got here i started hitchhiking like i want to find these people i want to do this and like i do honestly think that maybe she was just like I need to get back to business. I need to get back to what I'm doing. She doesn't want to become distracted either. Yeah. But she's worried that she might. Yeah. And she almost does. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for those condoms. <laughs> I, I, I really want to just, like, describe what's going on in that scene. But, like, you should watch the movie because what happens. You can't the, the, replicate the, it. The reference I keep making, it's it's just so, it is really unexpected. You need it, to see it with yeah. your own eyes. I, it's, I, you should watch it anyways. It's really good. Just, you know, there's a beach part. There's turkey, turkey squirting. Wait, that's not. <laughs> T- turkey spritting. Turkey spritz. Turkey squirt. Somebody's getting support <laughs> by that turkey. Um, Jake Busey. I keep focusing on the cops just because their costumes are so silly. But yeah. the, the cop with the clip-on tie. What was Nick the Offerman. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So awesome in this movie. Yeah. And like, they're, they're, there's a bunch of famous people that just like drop in for that moment. Like we said, Jake Busey before and Nick Offerman. Yeah. Um, it's that guy from Arrested Development whose name I'm suddenly drawing a blank on. Job, I believe, is the character's Job's name character, from right. Arrested Development. I can't remember the actor's name. Gosh dang it. He's also in the Ninja Turtle movie. Right. He plays Vernon. Ninja Turtle. No, wait. Anyways. Some, the, the Vernon equivalent? Yeah. 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 And there is um, John Hawks, I think, before he took off at all. Before... Uh, Winter's Bone, or uh, me and you and everyone we know, mm-hmm. just has just has a small part, but it's it's fun. Another note I have is uh, about a bunch of the weird vehicles that are in this movie. They they use like all these like tiny little cars. Yeah, like, I'm not talking about just like the main characters, like little little Ford or whatever. Yeah, but like I mean, there's this, like 
tiny little white cars that just show up out of nowhere. And then, mm-hmm. like, that really strange little train mm-hmm. vehicle, too. Like, just really strange, in, you know, odd. Two-piece or passenger, or two-people passenger, like, golf carts almost. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. very, and not your average golf cart looking <laughs> thing. Yeah. No. It's like the, the kind of thing that you would, like, hitch a, a small trailer to for moving things through a warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they're all just, like, there's no big rigs. There's not, there's hardly any cars on the road at all. Yeah, to like be that. honest, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's it's just lots of fun. More and more fun stuff. Let's see. I, I, I wrote that it reminds me of a couple of Oscar Wilde quotes. One of them is... Life is a shipwreck, but we must remember to sing in the lifeboats. And um, the other one it reminds me of is we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. There are no stars in purgatory. Yeah, but they're looking for them anyway. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of that reminiscent of meet me in Montauk thing that they do in Eternal Sunshine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just really, I can't say enough good things about this. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's highly recommended. It was on Netflix. Uh, It's not currently, but, you know, it pops on every once in a while. We rented it on Amazon. And uh, I think you should check it out because don't let the name distract you. I'm sure that's like the, the biggest barrier for most people is that you get like such a fun yeah, movie. And it makes me want to take a road trip yeah. again. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I would just say watch it. Like, this one's totally worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. Such an amazing movie. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, man. Yeah, it's one of our favorites. Next week, we are going to try to have our friend over again to watch the movie he picked, which is Alphaville, which is a classic kind of noir future movie huh? you find it on it's like a criterion collection movie so wherever that kind of fancy stuff is available if you want to watch along with us by the way the survey is still going on if you have a chance stop by the facebook page and look at the pinned post it's still that survey looking to get as many people as we can to fill it out there's the long version and the short version you do whichever one you want it doesn't doesn't matter to me just just please uh if you have time Take a take a little moment out of your day to fill that out. Facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Alright. Big news on the horizon, guys. I've been saving this. And now I'm gonna announce it to you live. What you got, Joel? Uh, I'm going nowhere with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm just like, here we go again. Uh-huh. Flying by the seat of my pants. This like, is the like last episode. Oh no! Until next week. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, that was almost like some comic book cover kind of like scam you almost mm-hmm. pulled there. This is the last issue <laughs> until next month. Spider Man, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send me out of space. No, no more. more. Aunt May will always get hurt as long as I'm. A podcast. <laughs> so we put our podcast costumes in the trash can and walk away. That's right. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but the people need a podcast. It inspires them. And then all the city workers put their cranes out so that Spider-Man could go across the city. Oh, wait, that was that terrible, amazing Spider-Man movie. Please don't send me outer space. Isn't the podcast you want? It's the podcast you deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Menace, or what does he say? Oh yeah, villain or menace? I don't know what he says. Okay, so lessons. We're gonna talk about lessons. All right. I just read this stuff. Hey guys, can you email us some suggestions or comments? We haven't got an email in a long time. I'm starting to think that those emails we got before were fake. I'm so lonely. Okay, let me do this for real. Don't, don't, be, don't be lonely, Joel. <laughs> Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice, please. Like us on Facebook. Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. And if you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a star written rating. That increases our visibility, which means we love you.
And Aaron will no, he's not gonna do that. Never mind. I guess not gonna make any promises like that anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's another person who works at your store? Uh, Robert. Robert. Robert will give you a kiss. <laughs> See the guy with the ponytail. He does have a ponytail. Oh, yeah, yes. he's he's a good kisser. <laughs> from what I understand, all the ladies are talking about it. Oh my god, Joel! Oh my gosh! All those smoocheroos. Please don't send me in outer space as a proud member of the Ear Trumpet Audio Network. We're in the company of such great podcasts as The Realist, Life Mark, Tater... Uh, tater. Tater Tots. <laughs> tater Tots. Tater. It's me, Tater. This Tax- podcast is brought to you by Tater Tots. It's actually Taxes and Tater Tots. Oh. As If, Ladies of Library, Pet Cinematary, The Song Who Saved You in Your Life, and many more to join in the future. Check them out at eartrumpetaudio.com. All right. Since it's one of your favorite movies, Sarah, I know you've learned stuff. Aaron, your first time? Yep. It's brought something to your brain? Mm-hmm. I think that I'll go first. My lesson is that if you are afraid you might die at some point, you should make sure you have a pack of gum in your pocket. Because it seems nice to have some gum all the time. Like Michael did. Michael? McCall? Mickel? Yeah, McCall. Yeah. Mike Mads Mickelson? It did seem nice to have gum. Yeah. I agree. And did you notice Zia had some of that gum later? Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, um, if I may give my lesson. Yeah. My lesson to this movie is, is even if the flowers look pretty bad, you can always just spray paint them. <laughs> oh, that's what they they're... spray paint those oh, flowers. Yeah. The ones those crappy f- flowers. Take into the house. Yes. Yeah. That's my lesson. And if they're not any good, you just drop them in the vortex. Sarah. My lesson is listen to Tom Waits. Nice. Because nice. if you come across him and he tells you something, I would say he knows what he's talking about. Mm. That's all. I thought you meant his music. That too. Okay. <laughs> Tom Waits is a wise man. Uh-huh. Yes. Even if he's lying in the middle of the road, he's got a lesson to impart. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Aaron says he loves you. I do. Not me. Please don't send me into outer space. A podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer. One movie at a time. My name is Aaron. Wait, what did you say? Sarah, you're supposed to say your own name. Okay. Enjoy the show. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.